Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Look at, we're all St. Patty's out today. Yep, this week was St. Patrick's Day, so we thought we would St. Patrick's Day up. And I so gave let Craig the that shenanigans button. begin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Thanks, Nancy, for bringing us the, uh, the decorations for the show. Today's show is going to be about the history of real estate in Ireland. <laughs> no, it's no? not. No, we're not going to do that? Can you do an Irish accent, though? I wish. <laughs> oh. I wanted to see him try. Look at the Irish. <laughs> that wasn't too hello, bad. Hello, hello. Yeah, that wasn't good. too bad. <laughs> I was going to say, give me a pint of Guinness. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. more like it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, sorry. That's as good as I can get with... Uh, I never practiced that, but it's that a good That was pretty accent. good, though. Like yeah, like yeah. It. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I know what you're thinking. I start to show off every time the exact same with something stupid like, I know what you're thinking. And then I say something totally <laughs> obvious. And guess what? Boom. Doing it again. We have awesome... This show's going to be great. It's going to be... I always say it's going to be great. This show is going to be good, though. It's going to talk about setting up healthy boundaries with your clients in real estate, we're going to give you five solid tips that if you're not doing today, you might want to do, right? Yeah. I think we just had this issue happen this week. So we always like to talk about real-time stuff. You have to set boundaries or else you can just be sucked into the real estate vortex and never get out, ever. Yep. Have nothing to do, only work. Yep. One all the time, time I did in like 2007. Next thing I knew, it was like 2012. <laughs> And you're like, where did those five what years What happened? Go? I don't know. You know. <laughs> Fast forward. Yeah. yeah. So you need to have some healthy boundaries. It's going to help you a lot in your career, especially as you get busier. The busier you get, the more important these are going to be. So if you're an agent that's at like a plateau period in your career where like you're, you're doing three sales a month or two or three or something like that and you're doing well, but you're having a hard time just like breaking through to that next volume level, Sometimes it's based on things like this that are holding you back and just old practices and things like that. So my hope is, our hope is, is that some of these tips or at least one of these tips will help change your career. With that being said, we're going to get into number five is identify your workspace. Tell me about that, Nicole, please. For me, it is, I cannot work from home. Like I'm not the person that can go throw in laundry and then get back to work and whatever. If I'm working from home, I'm watching me some reality TV too, right? <laughs> so <laughs> there is no total concentration, total productivity. I have a couple agents on my team that can actually work from home and be productive, but I would say for the most part, they have to have an actual workspace out of the house. Now, the ones that do produce out of the house well, have their own workspace in the house where they have their own office, nobody bothers and that kind of thing. And I think that's what we're really talking about with, you have to treat it like a job and you have to have a workspace to work out of. It can't just be like, you know, you're laying on the couch with your laptop on your lap, like, what's up? Hold on, do you guys all catch that? I love when she says that, laptop, as in short for laboratory. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is. I can't ever say words correctly because you'd have nothing to make fun of me for. That's right. I, trust me, I'd find something. <laughs> Whatever. I'd find something. I, I've explained to her numerous times how it is realtor yes. and lap, P, laptop. I have to say things to make your OCD go off. That's but just that's how it is. it is. No, it, isn't it's just it when you're wrong. It's like, it's like uh, you know, we your teacher. It's like your teachers went through a lot of red pens. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. So I identify, your, you. Good try, identify your workspace. Uh, okay. So identify your workspace. If you are someone who can work from home, I think it's okay. But I think if you have a a private space where your family knows, if you're if you're with if you live with other people, if your other people know that, hey, look, when I'm in this room, I'm working, and you know I'll be out in 20 minutes, you know, when I have a break or whatever. 20 minutes, yeah, like whatever. four hours. Yeah, later. have have boundaries, have rules. You know? Yeah. Yep. 
card. I think that's pretty clear. So let's go, what do you think, number four? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, this one is share your schedule with your family. I do this a lot. Um, I put my kids' stuff on there. I put my stuff on there so that I never double book myself because before when I didn't do that, I double booked a lot. So yeah. you can't remember everything, especially with your home life and your work life all being together. Um, you, you have to schedule it and you have to keep to a schedule. I agree hundred percent. And you know what? I actually, you know, I got a little flack for this cause I used to make my sons email me whenever anything, anything that was schedule related, like let's say they had band practice or they had a little league game or something along those lines, or even a friend's birthday party. It's like, Hey, email me. And you know, don't just tell me about it. Don't text it to me. Don't, don't, you know, I, and I had to train them by not doing stuff for them. If, if I didn't get it emailed to me, I didn't do it. And it wasn't, it was for both of our, and now they don't mind. They, they forward me email invitations or whatever, and it gets done. And I do the same thing for them. And when we're doing family functions, I'll put that in my calendar and, and share it all out. And, and so we all know it helps us stay on track and you know, it, it's helpful. Well, honestly, it helps you get to spend time with your family, because if you don't put those time blocks in there, then uh, you won't make those parties and you won't do those things. That's just what it's going to come down to. Yeah. And even though it's going to be real pretentious in the beginning and everyone's like, oh, really? <laughs> my my 12-year-old son has to email me about his Little League game? Yeah. Otherwise, guess what? What's worse? Dad forgot or, you know, dad showed up because it was on his calendar. Yeah. Yeah. It's worse if dad Well, forgets. wait. Do they get to forward you a whole schedule for the whole year? They don't have to email they you. They can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Can, I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I agree with that. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's number three? Number three, don't take phone calls while with clients. This one I think is a good thing. It's up to you. It's courtesy, I, I think. Yeah, I think it's professional courtesy <clears throat> to not do that unless it pertains to that client. You know, yeah. maybe their lenders call in to say, hey, good news, they're approved for more, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but, I, and I have this, I have this conversation with every new client that I start working with. And then notice that I don't take phone calls with them. And I tell them, I say, listen, I'm not going to take any phone calls when I'm with you, but at the same time, I, if I'm with someone else, I'm not going to take your call during that time. So if you need something from me, please leave me a message or just shoot me a quick text and I'll call you right back. And I always do, you know, within mm -hmm. 24 hours at the most, but you know, I always do. And then that works great. You know, and I tell them that upfront, I think they appreciate it because one, I'm telling them, Hey, look, this is how it's going to be a great way for me to give you hundred percent attention and, and stuff like that. And that's what they really want. And, and I don't have a problem with people, you know, I still get referrals. I still, you know, past now, clients seem to like me. All right. I have to say, we've both been in the business for a while, right? So and yeah. when I first started, I did not stick to this rule because I needed every stinking lead and every phone call I could get. Now, would I do it right in front of the person? Maybe not. I might get that phone call and text them and say, hey, I'm with another client. I'll call you back as soon as I'm done. But if I knew it was a lead coming in, I probably did take that while I was with the client if it's somebody I've been with more than once, right? Hey, can I take this real quick? Oh yeah, go ahead. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so I think with you and I both being later in our careers, I think that's a caveat we kind of have to put in there for newer agents, myself. That's my opinion. Well, I still think it's going to come off as rude, but I also would agree that if you don't take that, like, especially like an online lead transfer yep. like that some companies used to, or that used to do, I think they kind of still do. Mm -hmm. If you don't take that call, then you're not going to get it, but maybe, okay, well, the important part about this is setting up that expectation of this is how I communicate. Right. So if you're newer in your career or you need that lead that comes in, maybe when you're on a showing and you just tell your clients, Hey, look, 
I'm not going to take any other phone calls unless a new lead comes in. I have to take those. Would that be okay with you? Yeah. And then, of course, they're going to say, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And if they say, no, it's not, maybe it's good to know that up front so you don't do it to them. That's true, too. Yeah. All right. It's all about communication, man. Look at that compromise. We just, we just agreed on we something. Did. Oh, oh, my goodness. Weird. We need weird. to go back and count in the shows how many times because Gian told me today that all of our shows are uploaded into YouTube. All of them, including the new ones. Oh, even the old ones when I had no beard? Yes, oh, even man. the old ones with no beard. We should we should do some kind of a contest for the goofiest thumbnail that we have on there. <laughs> there's some there's some weird ones in the beginning, like where it was either oh, Facebook was like, or YouTube would like, yeah, they would just <laughs> pick three random spots and they're and always like, really they're always goofy ones for her. Like you know. the worst. Yeah. Usually I'm all, you know, cool. That's and, not know. true. You were also <laughs> awful yeah, in those for two. Sure, for yeah. sure. For sure. I'm just kidding. Okay. So all let's right, what's move number on. two? Number two. Number two is time block, personal time. Kind of similar in the same thread that we've kind of been talking about, but this is a little bit different. Yeah. Put personal time on your calendar. You have to. And don't, especially in the beginning of your career, don't think like you're going to get a whole day off. Like sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen. So if you block a half day or a four-hour time block and you're scheduling showings and doing stuff, hey, you know what, I have another appointment at this time, but will this work for you, right? And then at the very and you know you may compromise your personal time, but move that down to a different four-hour block. Um, but if you don't time block personal time, you're going to get burnt out, and you're not going to have a life outside of real estate. And that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, and, and well, here's another thing: Would we say how much personal time do you think is is fair for yourself a week? Ugh, that's difficult yeah. because now that I'm where I'm at, I can probably take at least where I'm only taking phone calls on my two days that I'm at home, but. Um, I'm still, I normally work seven days a week. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can tell you the last time minus when I was like on vacation out, out of town and someone else was handling everything for me, but I can't tell you the last like day where I didn't have to do anything real estate related. Well, I did actually go with my sister on uh whatever, but I did have to work for a yeah. little bit. I pushed everything that I could, but I had an issue with a closing that somebody was doing for me and I did have to work on that. So for the most part, I was off, but you're never really ever turned off unless you have some really, really good support. And that is my suggestion is you find somebody that will support you that way. So. Okay. Okay. Anything else on time block personal time? Are we ready to go to number numero uno? I don't think so. Just do it and don't get that anxiety about, okay, if I don't give into this client, right? Because you have to take personal time or else it's going to affect you doing sales in general. Yeah, I think really to be a complete human being, like you need to have, you need to have some time for yourself. You need to have some time for your family. You need to have some time for your friends and you need to have a lot of time for your, your career. You know, I think you need all those different parts, but I think personal time is very important. So it's like, don't, don't cheat yourself out of it. Even if you don't, if you feel like right now, like you're, you're struggling to make, you know, pay your bills every month and things like that then, you know, I understand how you would think, hey, I need to cut down on some personal time. But I, I don't know. I don't know that that's always the answer. And I would say this, four hours in a day seems like a lot. Like maybe if you're going to go see a movie or you're going to do, do something like that. But I would say start off small. You know, let's say, you know, decide a hobby that you like. If you don't know what you like, it's weird. Figure it out. Uh, I don't no, know what I like. Yeah, but, but I you, read a lot. Well, I, I was going to say, I know she likes to read. So you know, that's what I was going to say is maybe spend 10 minutes a day reading and then build from there, you know, have or meditating, carve some, like yeah, I like to meditate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you carve some time out to do things like that. Um, but it's good. The other thing I will say is to don't tell your client, I have my son's baseball game. Don't tell your client, I have this, whatever going on, 
because when you're in the service industry like we are, 95% of people don't look at us as regular human beings that have other lives. They look at you as a realtor and what you do, right? So you're just going to say you have another appointment. That's my other tip for you. Don't be like, oh, yeah, it's my son's birthday party and whatever. And it also creates negative feelings of the buyer because now they're torn morally, like, do I have my realtor skip this birthday party for her son so I can get this house, right? So don't put your clients in that position or yourself. Just call it, you have another appointment. I'm booked until X and be done with it. Yeah, I, yeah. you know what? That's a great tip. That, that almost deserves a whole sixth tip and everything, but it's like, it's like, you know, if, and, and I used to run a, a much larger company and, and we would get these complaints from time to time. If you tell your client, I'm going to, I'm going to go drop this off at the office. Then I'm going to uh, pick up this earnest money check. Then I got to show one more house. Then I'm going to pick up my dry cleaning. Then I'm going to go <laughs> to the store and pick up a new, you know, cover for my iPad. Guess all they heard is you're picking up your dry cleaning and yep. that's why their offer is not going to get delivered on time or that's why, you know. So if you just say, you know what, I've got another engagement at that time, or I have another appointment, your appointment could be with you, your appointment could be whatever you want, and obviously you can change your schedule however you see fit. Yeah. If, it in, if it conflicts with personal time, you can always decide to do that. But, but yeah, I never- but try not to. Yeah, I never tell my clients, if I have a personal engagement, nope. I normally don't tell them that stuff. Nope. And if you're friends with your clients on social media, don't ever lie to them about what you're doing, because you're gonna say- And then post it on social oh, media. I'm sorry, I have an appointment, and then you post a picture of yourself drinking a green beer, <laughs> You know, at the St. Paddy's Day Parade, uh, you know, like watching the Green yeah. River. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay. So number two, I think we beat into the ground. Yeah. Number one, tell your clients about your phone boundaries. I love this one. Ladies first. You need to have phone boundaries. Like you, my clients are not calling me after like six o'clock because they know most of the time I'm not going to answer unless I know it's an emergency, right? Um, so set your boundaries and let them know. And this could be subtle, like you just don't answer after six. It could be where you communicate to them what you're going to do. I do make exceptions for people that work overnights and swing shifts and stuff. We do have that in our area. So you can't be, you know, like this is it. And that's what we're doing. Um, but I definitely think phone boundaries, people are tired at the end of the day. Emotions are running high, especially when you're negotiating or doing something. Hey, let's table this, sleep on it. Let's get back at it tomorrow as long as you don't have a deadline um, because a lot of that is just people are just getting emotional and hyping things up and it can be fixed by just sleeping for the night. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, sometimes people need to sleep on things and, and stuff like that. But um, I think laying the foundation of how you can handle phone calls and stuff like that information travels so quickly now you could send a text that they have in you know a split second later and things like that um not every problem is going to get solved like that especially a lot of real estate stuff usually you can only be solved during the like monday like banking hours yep. you know so something can wait you know everything can wait until the morning i think you gotta have clear boundaries it helps you and quite frankly i believe it will help you with your clients because what, what I, I believe what a buyer wants is they want to know that their real estate agent has it under control. Yes. You know, so if you, if like when I go to, let's say you go to a fast food restaurant, you let's say you go to whatever, let's go to McDonald's and I order a Big Mac. I don't tell them how to make it. I don't tell them anything. I say, I want a Big Mac. And they say, okay, here it is, right? I don't, they, that expectation has been set from a million times that I've been there and ordered a Big Mac and they put it in a bag and hand it to me. You know, here you go, you know? 
If, if you go there with, with a buyer and you say, look, this is how I work with my clients, this is what I do. One, they're gonna understand that the confidence that you have to be able to convey that to them is, is good and then they're gonna fall in line and be like, okay, great. Yep. Or they might say, okay, great, now I'm gonna tell you how you're gonna work with me. <laughs> right. If they're, maybe they're more dominant than you are, maybe that'll happen too. You know, Nothing wrong with that as long as you guys agree to it. Again, a lot of this stuff is all, a lot of sales is all about controlling expectations, setting and, and ma like and managing. Meeting, meeting yeah. Yeah. managing meeting expectations. expectations. Don't say you're gonna do something and then don't. So like you tell your client, I'm not gonna answer the phone after six and they call at eight and you answer the phone. Well, guess what? You're answering the phone at eight o'clock. You lied to them. For the rest of this transaction, right? So that's why I always say set the expectations clearly up front before you start doing things and getting to those bad habits where then real estate's sucking up your whole life and then you're not happy because you have no yeah. work-life balance. That's what the whole point is for. And quite frankly, you know, I did, I tell my clients, if you don't leave me a message or or a text, I'm not going to, I, I tell them I don't look through and call back missed calls because I just don't. You know, my number's in there for the brokerage, so I get a lot of just random phone calls from robo dialers and business you know I, I get 100 calls a day like i'm not going to go through each one and say hey did you call me you yeah know, i just i just don't do it so um so and if you if you've been the recipient of that non <laughs> non-return phone call sorry you know uh -huh. but yeah you didn't leave me a message i consider i figured you figured it out so anywho so anyway. <laughs> anywho anyway. That's that's her Nicole's soft way of not agreeing with me. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, do I you do that. Do you call back missed missed calls? Yes, for the most part, I do. Mm -hmm. I don't. Well, here, oh, okay, that's perfect. You said for the most part you do, so sometimes you don't. If because there's nothing that triggers your memory to call them back until the next time you see that. Yeah. Until something else triggers it again. If so it's I, an unknown number, stuff like that, you know, we get so many robo dials right now. Like I missed two calls. I will be looking at that. Um, but you know, it's just one of those things where we can't put a spam filter on and I wish we could because we get calls from people everywhere. So oh, the spammers just keep changing their darn yes. numbers. Yes. And it's like, yeah. then you get like some pediatric hospitals coming up. I got one of these last week and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh wait, it's in California. My kid is not in California. It's fine. Right. So you're like, they're just spoofing all these numbers, which is terrible. All these local numbers yeah. now, but it's kind of like you have to answer it or you might lose business. So when I hear the bloop bloop, I just hang up and then block that number and then move on. What's the bloop bloop? I don't know what that is. So when you answer the phone, you can tell it's a spammer because all of a sudden you hear like bloop bloop and then they come on the line because they've spoofed some number and that's how you hear it when they come online. Okay, I was not aware of that. Uh-huh. I'll have to listen more closely for the bloop bloop. Uh-huh, for real. <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> bloop bloop, oh, I know this is a scam. <laughs> I just got double blooped. John, double blooping in here. Hey, comment, like, it, you get it, right? The double bloop. He just doesn't listen to the hey, phone. Where is enough. the YouTube thing? How can they get to the YouTube? Because I know a lot of people. I don't know. John's awesome supposed dedicated. to be adding that in the in the videos at the uh, end. John! John! Don't 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 do my John thing. <laughs> you know, you don't get to yell John in there. I can yell whatever I want. John yep. doesn't even he doesn't even stick his face in the in the studio door anymore when I yell. Because it's, like, it's just white noise for him mm -hmm. now. Yeah, just noise. Like he doesn't the, care. the boy that cried wolf. Yep. Yeah, that describes right. that 100%. All right, good. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We enjoyed making the show for you. Yes, and happy St. Patty's Day to happy those St. who Patty's got to hang out with some friends and stuff a little bit, even though I know most of the stuff got canceled as per usual. But we'll get there soon. I think vaccines in Indiana went down to 45 and up, if you didn't know that. 
I am so. not 45 yet, but I did get my first vaccine shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to wait till the next round because I'm younger than I that know, to, get I know. The, to get the shot. Just so you know. Well, I thank the United States government for giving me that shot because uh, the VA gave me, called me and said, we got an extra shot for you. Yes, said, paratrooper. I'll take it. I'm sure you did. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. <laughs> paratrooper signing off for the day. Yes, he is. Former paratrooper. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Long time ago. Uh-huh. I think I've been out of the military longer than I was in. Well, I definitely. I mean, longer. Oh, yes, definitely. I've been out longer than I've been alive. Like, I only did four years in the, yeah. in the uh-huh. Army, so. Yeah. So that's it. All right. Thank you. Subscribe. Like all our stuff. And share it out. I only saw, I think only one person shared it besides us. Maybe. I don't so know. So thank well, you. Well, we had to kind of take it. Was it last week we took it out and put it back up? No. Yeah, uh, no, that Sometimes was... Sometimes he oh. forgets to share it, though. And I'm sorry, I've been trying to get him on at noon to do live comments. It works sometimes, it doesn't, so I'm working on it. I don't I do not do a lot of Facebooking. Uh-huh. Couple I don't weeks do a lot ago. of that social media. I don't I, know if that's going to be around very long. So Just kidding. Whatever. The internet. I believe the internet's going to go away. The World Wide Web <clears throat> scares me. You've got mail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's like internet light, right? I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so, guys anyway, we'll see you thanks, next everyone. week we're going we're going nowhere fast yeah we are all uh-huh. right show's over thanks everyone bye